0: like this evening, when he came over to me and asked us where we were from. He spoke in German. Hungary, I answered him, hesitantly. He said he was looking for a woman from Kosice, and her name was Sari Roth. I told him I didn't know her. He said, ask around, and I'll come by tomorrow. He seemed sincere, but I did not trust him. Why would a German soldier, even if he was not an SS man, be interested in a Jewish woman, I wondered. The next time he came, I lied and told him, I asked and looked for her, but had no luck. Nobody has heard of her. Then he started talking to me in Hungarian. He said his troop was sent to Germany from Kosice and given German uniforms, and that Sari was his girlfriend. He also told me that the Germans were losing the war. Iboya paused, her voice breathless, her eyes anxiously questioning Misha as if to say, Do you believe it? Misha only urged Iboya, Continue. When he showed up today and asked me again if I had any news about Sari, I shook my head no. I could tell that he felt I still did not trust him. He motioned for me to follow him to the back of our barrack. There, he first looked around to make sure nobody could see us. Squatting down, he drew a map in the dust with his stick. When he straightened up, his face was wet and his shirt collar was stained with sweat. He carefully explained the lines he had drawn, showing the position of the Germans and the English at the front. Then he calculated the distance from the border to the camp and ended by saying, I hope you understand that I'm telling you this camp may be liberated within the next twenty-four hours. Misha handed Eboya a pencil and paper. Draw the map and try to remember everything exactly as he showed you. I did not attempt to follow the drawing or their speculations, but sat down cautiously on the edge of Misha's bed. It was all too incredible, watching Iboya with her shoulders pulled up looking very important, the two of us inside a block of us partition, eating and drinking with her, like friends. The loaf of bread on the table was the equivalent of ten days' rations, and the cheese, unimaginable. The tea was bitter but hot, warming my empty and dehydrated stomach. Afraid the bread would be snatched away from me, I wanted to gulp down my thick slice, spread with the strong, creamy cheese, in one bite. Misha asked many personal questions about our pre-war status. Iboya explained that our father had had a shoe business. He made custom and orthopedic shoes and sold ready-made shoes, too. Iboya used the word geshaft, Mish's German was not very good, and she exclaimed, "'You owned a factory!' She suddenly looked at us with great respect and cut us each another slice of bread. Iboya did not correct the confusion. I ate my second slice, slowly, savoring each morsel. Nourished by the food, I felt hope, more than other times when we had heard rumors. I said, "'Iboya, maybe this time it's true, and we'll be going home.' I wouldn't go back to Poland. Maybe I will go with you to Hungary, Misha mused. I have no family left. I made many enemies during the war. Blockbos are misunderstood. Misha seemed as starved for conversation as we were for food. Back in our barrack now, we gave up looking for the three Hollanders and just settled down near the entrance next to our block over Vera's partition. Her quarters were usually quiet at this hour, but tonight there were voices and movement. We concentrated and could distinguish German male voices. Someone said, The English are but hours away. Tanks could reach here by morning. He sounded like an SS man. I turned to Iboya and saw in the darkness a spark in her eyes. You see? It's really true, I whispered. Eboya nudged me to look up. Two large, strapping men, with their heads shorn, wearing clean prisoner uniforms, emerged from Vera's partition, laughing. They were followed by Mindy, a tall, big-boned, yet pretty Romanian girl who was holding a pair of barber's clippers. She had a bad reputation, even back in Christianstadt, where she traded favors with the male inmates in the ammunition factory. When we first arrived in Bergen-Belsen, we used to hear Mindy return in the middle of the night to give her sisters the food she got from the SS. I was disgusted, but envious.